so I've taken over the podcast today. Oh my God, so. what are you going to ask me? <laughs> well, it's a little bit of an impromptu recording, but you're in the process of moving home. Oh my God, yes, <laughs> right. And I thought, actually, just hearing you talk about it, because you tell me every single day what's going on, which is really boring, not annoying at all. No. Um, I thought it'd be really good to actually hear your experiences, because you haven't moved in 17 years, have you? So actually we're helping people do this stuff every single day of the week but you're now going through it yourself okay well now listen ladies and gentlemen i didn't know this was going to happen so bear with me um the story is so so every year joe comes up to our house for christmas and he keeps telling mum and i that we're rattling around and it's time we moved i think he's after the style of fortune but <laughs> when i got my gas bill in January this year I thought yeah Joe you might have a point actually that we are spending a lot of money on energy as a lot of people are now and um, that may be the catalyst for this the next problem I had was to convince Mrs Stallard that we actually needed to move because she said well I'm not rattling around so we need to convince Mrs Stallard that we need to move and but more importantly where and to what and I just tentatively you know like you do I tentatively flew a few properties across her bows, shake of the head, carry on watching the TV. Okay, that isn't going to work. And then I chanced on one in a town where Joe's mum and I actually met and married in Devices in Wiltshire. And I flew this across her and she said, I like that. So we have to persuade the, estate, uh, the agent down in Devices to let us look at it because the poor gentleman selling the property had been let down a couple of times and he didn't want tyre kickers like the Stallards coming down, spending an hour of his time to um, say whether they liked it or not. Because your house wasn't even on the market at this point, was it? Our house wasn't on the market. So there's a, there, in, this, in this fun podcast, there are lots of little life lessons, hopefully, that you'll pick up from me. So the first message was, don't give up, because I then wrote a long email saying why Claire and I should go and look at this property. And I was very persuasive. And what was, what was in that? Email. What did you say? Well, I, I basically said, look, we're not going to waste your time. If we like your property, we will go back and we will put our property straight on the market. Everybody says this, but we do own a very sellable property in a very sellable area in the Cotswolds. So I was just persuasive and said, look, we're not going to waste your time. We're not going to mess you about. We'll come in. We'll go out. We'll take our shoes off. We'll wander about. Uh, we'll listen to what you because the vendor wanted to show us around. We'll listen to what you've got to say. And uh, if you could just give us 20 minutes, hopefully it will be beneficial for all parties. Well, it certainly was. We went down to Devizes. We looked at the property. I could tell because, you know, if you're married for a long time, you know stuff. And I could tell that, that, that Claire liked the property very much. So we went back to the agent in, in town and told the agent that we'd like to not put an offer in because we weren't in a position to do that. But we'd certainly be interested and we'd certainly put our property on the market very shortly. So I think the, the so number point lesson number one don't give up. Lesson number two find out what the other half wants. And I know that sounds blooming obvious, but I actually didn't really realise that what Joe's mum wanted more than anything else was to be quite close to a town centre. You know we're just turning sixty five now, and we don't want to be doing this again. This will be a last move. So listen to what your partner wants and really understand. Um, yeah, obviously, if you can make it make it work between you, great. So we could because I'm I was happy as long as the property was 
in good order. That was a, another prerequisite of Claire's. And also near to a town that we like and a town that we know and friends that we know. We didn't really want to move to an area where we knew no one because that would be a new start. So this is all about a downsizing exercise. Interesting. How's that going? Oh boy. Um, <laughs> right. So most people of our age, of our generation, will understand that they probably have a loft and the loft is full of stuff. It's full of your stuff. It's full of your children's stuff. Your children are not in a particular hurry to see you come and get it and take it away. Um, so we have been literally, I am now on personal friendship terms with John at the tip. Um, we know each other well. I, uh, um, uh, we pass the time of day most Sunday mornings and I sort of look longingly at stuff I pour into the tip, never to be used again. And then I think to myself, well, we're going to a house that's probably half the size of what we live in at the moment. We cannot take it with us. Were we going to use it? No. So, Mark, get over yourself. Put it in that tip. Um, just so people don't think you're a terrible person as well. You have offered a lot of this stuff to charity shops. Oh, yes. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. I'm a friend of Facebook marketing, uh, Facebook Marketplace. That's been very, very good. And we have given a lot to charity. Uh, we particularly used the door in Stroud, um, a wonderful homeless uh, charity organization for young struggling children and in, in, um, young adults in Stroud. So we've been very, they've been most helpful and taken lots of stuff. Um, I'm a little bit like, you know, the guy on the on the Great Escape who's trying to get the sand out of his trousers as he walks around the, the compound. You know, we're trying to find new charity shops, new places to get rid of stuff. It's quite a challenge, I tell you. But uh, it's quite cathartic in a way. I, I, I have enjoyed coming home with an empty empty boot, an empty back seat um, on those Sunday mornings. So that's been a challenge. So to, to set the scene, you haven't completed yet. No. But you've got a relatively small chain. Um, yep. And you're in the, the legal stages at yep. the moment. Tell us about listing the property and how you chose your agent. I'm not saying to, to tell us who the agent is and, and don't share anything you don't want to, but... How do you go about making that choice and actually getting the property on the market? I think um, doing the things that you do. So you're looking for a local reputation. Um, we'd spoken to an agent last year. We were very impressed with that, the way that that agent presented herself. And so it was easy for us because we went back to her. We asked her out again this year, 20, in 2023, in January 23. Um, she knew the property. Um, she was professional in her um, delivery to us, telling us the kind of marketplace to expect, the kind of price to expect. Um, she asked us to put the price down a little bit deliberately to generate interest. Um, I have a friend who's got a property on at the moment and he's gone high and he's getting not very many viewings and he's saying, okay, that's all right, Mark, I don't really mind because the viewers will all come out at Easter time. My problem with that, Joe, is that, um, and it's a personal, personal opinion, my problem is is that um, his house will have been on the market for quite a while at that stage. I think we hit it hard and fresh. There was one or two mutterings locally about we were underselling it, but actually we achieved the price, or to this day, we've achieved the price that we wanted to by generating competition. Um, we made sure that the house was beautifully presented. Um, Claire spent hours and hours cleaning it and making it really nice. I like to actually, it's good. I think that if we don't sell the house, I must keep her up to that standard because the house is really nice and tidy now. <laughs> You're um, I'll get in trouble now. Um, so we uh, uh, we got, I think, 11 viewings. We had four offers, a couple of over asking price offers, um, and we showed the property nicely. We had it properly, professionally 
photographed, we had it professionally videoed, 3D videos, and you know we threw the proverbial kitchen sink at doing it. Um, so only a week or so, two weeks to sell? Yeah, two weeks to sell. Um, good area, good house, but also, I think, presented properly at the correct price. I think that's really important. Excellent. I think, Joe, I'd like to make to throw in a really big point here, probably tip number three, if you like. As a mortgage broker, I've been doing this for more years than I can, can remember. As you correctly alluded to at the beginning of the chat, I haven't, I've lived in the same house since 2006. Um, probably every mortgage broker should probably sell their house every five years just to remind themselves of what the client has to go through. Now, we haven't, we haven't had to go through anything bad, don't get me wrong, but it is a stressful occasion. The whole physical up to the tip malarkey. We haven't been going out seeing our friends or playing golf because we've been running to the tip. The whole is she, isn't she? Are they, aren't they? Why hasn't someone phoned me back? Um, what will the surveyor do when he comes to look at my property? So you're going through a roller coaster of emotions and thoughts in your head. Um, and because I suppose I've, it's been brought into bigger focus for me because I have in the last 20 years thought that I've seen every possible um, situation arise. And I've always told my customers that there's always one or two bumps in the road before they get that magic exchange done. Um, and most of those bumps are sorted. Um, so there are always bumps in the road. We've had a little bump in the road. I'll, I will allude to that in a second. Um, but it, it is a stressful occasion because people, um, I think, generally are too busy or can be too busy to communicate with you. And I'm not having a go at anybody here, but you want people to communicate with you. You want people to tell you what's happening, etc., etc. And you're also putting your faith I've got all my chips now on the sale of this house. I've got all my chips are on red, basically, because, you know, we've effectively in our heads, we've moved from Stroud to Devizes. And that's really important because... That, that emotional side of it, has that surprised you? Um, probably not, because um, I'm probably more of a worrier than my wife is, to be fair. Uh, than your mum is, Joe, to be fair, because she just lets you, she just takes the whatever will be, will be route. But as I say, I probably know too much and I know where these things drop off. And I know I've seen people, I've had customers phone me up and say that they've had a survey done on their house and someone doesn't like the fact that the guttering needs repairing and now they're going to pull out. So I've heard all that stuff. So that does echo with me. Um, I stress my buyers have certainly not done that. They've been nothing but super. Um, but obviously there's always that worry that they might change their mind or something or something might happen. So you've got to be really strong, mentally strong with yourself um, about this. And I guess learnings for us as a, as a brokerage, have you seen anything that from your experience you think we can be doing better to help people going through this? Yeah, this that's a, it's a really good question. And I think that it's the old chestnuts that you sometimes forget. Don't use jargon. Um, you know, my my solicitor has certainly said stuff to me which I haven't really understood and I've had to ask her to explain to me, which done obviously beautifully. But so that's jargony type stuff. So don't use jargon. You know, we talk about ERCs to the customer. What on earth is an ERC? An ERC is an early repayment charge on their mortgage, but don't assume they know what an ERC is. Don't talk about souls because they're solicitors and talk about solicitors, not souls, basically. Um, and so, yeah, it's uh, um, I think learn 
that also people want to be treated with respect, they want to be treated honestly, um, they want to be treated in a very timely fashion. So it's all the stuff that we know that because we are focused on giving someone a mortgage and getting that mortgage and probably dealing with a lender who sometimes will ask us silly questions, we sometimes forget there's actually a customer waiting for an answer or waiting for an update. Interesting. Yeah, no, I think it's a very, uh, from all that you said, I think it's just that communication is key right across the board, right? Yeah. It's, it's how you got into view that property and it's yeah. what would make your legal process as straightforward as possible and probably everything in between, right? Yeah, I, I, I think tip number five, so there's my little bump in the road here. Tip number five, um, very, I'll give you a very brief synopsis on this. So in 2021, a tree in a wood opposite my house over the over the fence not on my land a branch fell into my garden we rang the um, company that owned the wood and they very quickly and generously sent a man out quickly to sort it out um, I thought he was going to come with his chainsaw but he didn't he came with his clipboard and he looked at the tree and he said he's got to talk to the local council about that tree uh, because there's a tree preservation order on it and he needs to come back in three weeks when they'd given him permission to chop the branch down fine no problem at all man arrived back with three other men four cups of coffee were distributed branch was chopped down men shook hands and they would disappeared and i forgot all about it only two days ago um i've now discovered that the solicitor on the other side has got a note in the searches or whatever that eight beal close my address has a tree preservation order in our name with a mr davis on it well they said well what about this tree well the tree is not mine it's not in my land it's just that someone has stuck our name on that now needs to be sorted and got rid of and satisfied it's that kind of stuff that you can't prepare for what you can prepare for is making sure ladies and gentlemen that you have a drawer full of receipts guarantees uh, anything you've done to the property um, if you put new patio doors in have you got a fence certificate if you put a wood burning stove in have you got the correct heat ass documentation because trust me more than ever now and that's something i didn't remember happening in 2006 more than ever now the um solicitors on the other side will want all that documentation so you know be good house managers i think is probably the the message there cool uh, well we probably will revisit this when you touch wood have completed um, okay. but is there anything else you think would be useful for for people to hear your experience so far no I, I think I just want to wrap up by saying um, be honest um, be straightforward um, be organized um, be kind because that's important as well um, and try and work with everybody on it as much as you can Fab. good stuff so a little bit of a change from the holiday let's see today but hopefully that has been useful for everyone as ever any questions any any uh, comments get involved and uh, and let us know and we'll certainly be more than happy to help where we can. Lovely. Thanks, Joe.